Shut up and sit down. Coffee check. Spliff check. Puppies eating check. Mic check seems to be working. Hi guys, welcome to the podcast episode uh, 7. So we seem to be keeping this thing up, uh, getting a little bit more fluent every time, a little bit more fluid with it, and a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, it's actually got me thinking I might discard some of the initial episodes, or if I do upload them when we do launch this thing eventually, like I said, I want to have about 10 episodes done, and then we're going to launch, uh, get this thing up on iTunes, but I want to make sure all the editing is done correctly, and uh, you know we're uploading it to iTunes so it's discoverable by you guys, and all of that good stuff. So um, just looking back at some of the initial episodes, I mean, fuck, they're so bad. They're so terrible. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And it's it's where we kind of started from. And, you know, I don't have a team around me that's helping to put any of this together. I just wanted a forum and I wanted to develop a forum where I could come on the mic, speak honestly about things that are going on, my point of view on things, um, you know, stuff I'm interested in. Uh, and if you guys like it, great. If you don't, that's why we have unsubscribe. That's why we have choices. So I hope you guys do like it. Um, and I hope you guys do subscribe and I hope you guys do give positive feedback. Uh, if you do, obviously when we're launched, that would be wonderful and that would really help. Uh, the quiet part loud is going to be the name. It's going to be what we call it. Uh, it's going to represent... It's going to represent the things that maybe we only say when nobody's listening. Um, and that's not, that's not to say we're going to go off like a torn pocket or, or we're going to you know, just you know, have a shitstorm of, of garbage coming out here. But you know, definitely some unfiltered commentary. Uh, definitely some uh, maybe controversial points of view. I don't know. That'll be up to the listeners to decide. But this is just kind of how I think on things and, and my point of view on things. So uh, with that said, we're, we're moving on. We're episode 7 now. Uh, and... Yeah, some of those old episodes are fucking terrible. Um, not saying that these are great, but hopefully we're getting better each time out. So sitting here, got the coffee, got the puppies, uh, got the spliff. It's a rainy day, a rainy day in southeast London, and I'm working from home, which is part of an initiative through my company uh, that is allowing us to do a bit more of a flexible work uh, situation, not having to be tied to a desk in an office, which I'm all for. Um, so we're piloting it for a month, seeing how it goes, and then possibly rolling it out permanently, which is great because it allows me the extra time or the, at least the proximity to come here and, and put some thoughts down and, you know, kind of, you know, put something on wax, as they say, and, uh, and just get this podcast rolling with some consistency because it really is what I'm interested in. And I really want to do get, I really do want to get better at it and, and, and make this thing, you know, a consistent product that we can put out um, and that you guys are going to enjoy. Uh, so going back, kind of looking back on things, it's been a pretty good start to the year so far. I mean, I know we're only 11 days in, so I don't want to count any chickens, but you know, we're making some strides. I've got some improvements in the workplace. I've got this project, which I'm super excited about. Um, passed my driving test yesterday and I know that sounds weird for a 30 plus year old guy to be excited about, but it's been uh, it's been a long time. I've been in the UK for 10 years and I haven't had a license the whole time I've been here. So it's always been that that sort of ah, you know, you live in London, everything you can get to everything by train. You don't need a car. No, you don't need a car unless you want to leave London. And I definitely want to leave London more than I have been. So this is great. So going to look into a vehicle now and then we're going to be able to take some weekend trips and just have a little bit more autonomy. So uh, so that's great news. Getting some renovations done on the house. That's great. Everybody's in good health. Um, so the year started really well, which is great. Um, now we're just waiting for the penny to drop. And that's the pessimist in me, I suppose. Oh, coffee's great. So that's sort of uh, an update from my side. Not much going on. Uh, down the gym this morning. I'm fuck, getting old. 
never used to get back pain like this just from sitting down. My back is sore. <laughs> um, I was in the gym doing some deadlifts today and now I feel like I'm ruined for a week. Uh, but yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. Uh, but that's that's getting a little bit older. And my, you know, even a year ago or two years ago, this would never have happened. But now if I reach for the remote control in a weird way or go to turn the bath water off in a funny way, even the slightest twist in the wrong direction, I'm, I'm in all kinds of trouble. I'm, uh, I'm going to be suffering for, for days. And oh, it's just a sign of age. I'm even creaking sitting here talking to you guys. But uh, still staying active. And that's the most important thing, right? So, what's been going on? Uh, fuck, never a boring week these days in the media. I mean, it's you know it's becoming more like e entertainment every day, uh, with the drama shows and the and the and the bitchy catty arguments and the, the issues here and there. It's just it's crazy. I mean, just looking back on the week, fuck, looking back on the week, what they think Oprah's gonna run for president. Then Donald Trump said she won't, and he'll whoop her ass anyways. Um, H&M got absolutely blasted for putting a little black kid in a green sweatshirt that said, cutest monkey in the jungle. I mean, uh, what was this? This was by Tuesday that, that this was all going on. Michael Douglas has gotten ahead of accusations that he jerks off in front of women too. So he's pulled a Louis C.K., which is fantastic. Um, but he's jumped out in front of that saying that that's not the case and that he's refuting these claims. Uh, Logan Paul, this idiot. Uh, we saw, I mentioned him. I mentioned this on the last podcast, uh, which was about, what, four days ago, five days ago now, something like that. But... I was kind of reserving judgment. <laughs> I was kind of reserving judgment. Like, you know, maybe he's just an immature guy. I don't watch his content, so I really have no history in terms of what he's about and what he does. Um, so I was like, you know, I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt, which is not my style at all. Usually I'm, you know, I'll shit on somebody. If I think they deserve to get shit on, I'll shit on somebody. Um, but... I was thinking, well, this kid's a, he's a kid. He's a kid, right? Like, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, he's 22. So, you know, like we were saying on previous episodes, accountability, that's your, that's your word of the year uh, from the Quiet Part Loud podcast. going to be accountability. Uh, that's definitely going to be one of the words anyways. Um, he's 22. So... He's accountable for his actions, for sure. Now, I know YouTube have and Google have started taking some action, but I, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I don't think it's anywhere near where it should be. But let's just stick on this idiot for a minute because I was, like I said, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt because I don't know anything about him. And now, because it's been around for a while and, you know, more's coming out on him, more is coming out about, you know, the kind of content that he does and, you know, really what his vibe is. I want to retract anything that I said about this kid before that gave him the benefit of the doubt. Because in my opinion, this guy is a massive piece of shit. He is... He is absolutely accountable for his actions. This is his MO, by the way. Um, after seeing a few a few clips. I mean, I can't watch this kid. Nobody, nobody with any sense can watch this kid for more than 30 seconds at a time without just being like I don't know what the what the feeling is. It's just like like, I feel like, the, like you just want to switch it off. But I feel like, like it's a zero value ad. Like, there's nothing about it that's good. Like, they showed him, in addition to the suicide force that this idiot was filming in and putting sound effects over his video. 
I mean, he's making spring sounds like boing, 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 boing like <laughs> over the video of him swearing, but he's walking past a dead body that's hanging from a tree. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but then I see him running around like Tokyo or somewhere else, and they're dressed up in Pokemon characters. They're dressed up as Pokemon characters, and they're throwing one of those Pokemon Go balls at citizens, like just on the street. Like, you're lucky that Japan prides themselves on being reserved and, you know, being respectful and quiet. Because I think if you did that somewhere else, you'd get your fucking head beat in. And you'd absolutely deserve it. I mean, this kid is such a fucking douchebag. He, he's got a helmet on his head. That fucking hair is just, you know, he's a caricature. And the worst part about everything that he does, like... <coughs> If this is just some asshole that's out there and he's making stupid fucking YouTube, you know, content and because that's what this is. This is the worst content on the Internet. This is this is scraping the barrel. This is no thought. This is just doing shit. This is bullshit. Um, if this was some like random dude and he didn't have any following, uh, if he didn't have any followers, like n nobody would really give a fuck. But. I think the thing, I think the thing is, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I think the fact that he's has 17 million subscribers or something like that is a problem, right? Because that's a big audience. So you're showing what is deemed very sensitive and upsetting and hurtful and emotionally troublesome for a lot of people that have gone through it. You know, that's, that's an, ex that's exposing this thing. Uh, in a light that it doesn't need to be exposed in. It needs to be taken very seriously, obviously. Suicide, I mean, I'm not, you know, who the fuck am I talking to? Hopefully you guys aren't of the Logan Paul um, type of mentality. I hope that we have a different audience that's attracted this podcast. Um, but his audience is, is obviously influenced by him because they follow him. Um, but his main demographic is little kids. Like, I think it's like under 14. Like, I think, I think it's like, I think it's under 13. Um, I think a lot of them are like very, very young, like nine. And obviously I don't know cause I haven't seen the stats on his, on his page, but I can't believe that those 17 million Subscribers are like doctors, lawyers, stand-up comedians, architects. Like I said, anybody that has a mentality of an adult, like of an adult, like I, I like to be a silly fuck too, but I know the difference. Uh, the thing was, he was being offensive and he was being rude. He wasn't even being funny. Like, the shit with them running around the streets of Japan throwing a Pokemon ball. Like, that's just fucking ignorant. So I hope anybody listening to this, if you do yourself, and I hope you don't, but if you do listen to this idiot, or his fucking brother, or any of these assholes, they only survive off of ad revenue. And ad revenue only works if you watch it. Right? The videos that play before the ads, the ads that are on the page around it, the sponsorships that he does, the brands that he might feature. This is it. There's no talent there. There's no, there's no business plan there other than run around, do stupid shit, film it, and hope people watch it. And because people's attention spans are so small, and because... Little kids are fucking dumb anyways. That's why they're little kids. He gets this explosion. And he gets to make, you know, I would guess upwards of, you know, decent seven, uh, yeah, decent seven figures a year. I mean, his brother just did a hip hop song with somebody. I don't even know who, but I'm not listening to that shit either. Um...
So I hope anybody that's listening, if you do subscribe to this kid uh, or if you do listen to this kid, I hope you'll switch it off. And if you know somebody that does, just help them out. <laughs> like, help them out. They don't need they don't need this shit in their life. It does nothing. And I know people say, oh, we like fluff and, you know, it's just a bit of release. And there's other things. There's other things. So, just finally on this dickhead, because I don't want to talk about him anymore. Um, fuck him. Fuck his apologies. Um, he edited the video. He uploaded the video. He put sound effects on the video. Uh, his apologies are bullshit. They're empty. They're scripted. They're garbage. He's a fucking idiot. He's no talent He's, he's not funny. If you think that's comedy, smash your fucking head into a wall because it's not. Um, we don't need people like this around, right? I'm all through with like giving people passes. Um, I'm all set with that. Like if I deem it, if I deem it that that's it, that's it. You're done. See ya. Bye. So, fuck that guy. And fuck you too if you listen to him. And don't heed the advice. Um, <laughs> what else has been going on? Um, oh, yeah. Golden Globes were the other day. I didn't watch them. I'd never do. That's three hours of my life that I would never be able to get back. Self-congratulatory award shows are just wank to me. I don't attend them in my industry. I wouldn't attend them in any other industry. But they all wore black. That was nice. Solidarity. Um, Oprah made a big old speech which brought the house down. I have to admit it was a good speech. Um, some say that's her prompting everybody that she's going to run for president in 2020. Of which, of course, you know, everybody's up in arms. This is the most amazing news and da-da-da-da-da. And I just think, well, almost anybody, save... You know, the little fellow with the weird haircut in North Korea and, you know, a few others scattered around the globe. Um, anybody is going to be better for that country than the current guy that's in there. Because, I mean, this is just disaster after disaster for this guy. Um, so would anything be an upgrade from Trump for America? I think so. I think so. I mean, America's in such a shit state at the moment, looking at it from the outside, but, you know, paying relatively close attention to it. Uh, I mean, this guy's just an asshole, right? He's just... I mean, he's like, she wouldn't beat me. <laughs> She wouldn't win. I could beat her. I could beat Oprah. She never even said nothing. Like, I beat her. <laughs> she didn't even say nothing. She kind of hinted a little bit, I suppose, if you're, like, kind of reading between the lines and stuff. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Let's not forget, though, right? Let's not forget that Oprah also gave us Dr. Phil, uh... Dr. Oz, um, and I think The Secret as well. So, uh, so yeah. But I see the markers. I see all the boxes that she does tick. Um, I would say if we weren't in the fucked up spot that we're in, where, you know, we've got a sun-kissed uh, TV star, TV host... Uh, as the president, then maybe none of this was 
none of this is in the in the realms of possibility. Maybe we're not having this conversation. I don't know, uh, but we are, <laughs> and we are. So, <clears throat> Oprah and her running mate, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, for your twenty twenty Democratic ticket, or would they run as independents? I don't know. I think we kind of went around the bend. We were talking about the black kid in the in the H M N H and M ad. Cutest little monkey in the jungle. I mean, I think my mom used to call me that when I was a kid. You cute little monkey. But it just seemed, it just has a bad connotation when referring to a black person as a monkey. Whether you're trying to be cute with your sentiment or not, I think the cuteness factor is kind of overlooked when it's a little black kid in a green sweatshirt that says cutest monkey in the jungle. Now, of course this is an opportunity for people to be outraged and shutting H&M down and get them the fuck out of there. And Like what are H&M, Swedish or Norwegian or something like that? Yeah. Um, but we didn't know that the, that's not even Swedish. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but the, I think the kid's mom now, and a handsome little kid, by the way, uh, I think the kid's mom has come out now and been like, relax. Like, relax. It sounds like she doesn't want to be associated with this. Like, but of course... The commentary that I see on Facebook is, you know, anybody that agrees with the mom that's not black. Well, do you even know what racism looks like? Someone said to me. <coughs> do you even know what racism looks like? Sure. Sure, it's real ugly. You know, people who think that white people can't experience racism is fucking retarded. Like, I've experienced it on, on a number of occasions. But, like, it's a fucked up move. Like, I don't understand how it happens because it's so clearly offensive. But you can't I can't, I can't sit here. I have a hard time sitting here thinking that H&M or their creative agency or their design team or whoever it was, like it's got to it's got to pass multiple checks and balances, right? If it's going to be if it's going to be featured on the H&M website there's not just some road got rogue guy or girl at HM H and M's offices. They're like, you know what I'm gonna fucking do? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna show these pricks. Like, I haven't heard that. Like, it's not a disgruntled employee. Like, I think there was like a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but back in the day, one of the IKEA catalogs on the inside front cover, it was like it pictured like an IKEA living room. And in the living room setting that was featured on the inside cover was a family and the family had a dog and the dog was on the sofa having a play and the kids were playing around. But if you looked, if you looked at the dog and you looked at his area, he had a man's cock superimposed onto his body. <laughs> and I, I've definitely seen this image, but I can't remember if I've seen it in in an official catalog or if I've seen it online. It's one of those things now. It's been so long, but I just remember that. And I can't, the, the story was that it was a disgruntled employee that made a last minute edit before it went to the printers <laughs> and superimposed 
maybe his own. I don't know. Um, maybe I have to Google this. Um, superimposed a man's cock onto this little Jack Russell or whatever the dog was and stuck it on the inside front cover of I don't know how many Ikea magazines they print uh, for, say, their, you know, summer collection issue. But it's a lot. It's a lot. And I don't think, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw the catalog. But I don't remember. So, anyways, if you got any comments on that, or if you if you've seen it yourself, let me know. <laughs> um, but I don't see it as being like H and M's photographers. Like, check this out. I'm gonna really push the boundaries on this one here. I'm gonna put this black kid, this handsome little black kid. You want to see what we're going to dress him in today? You're going to, it's going to knock your socks off. I mean, I've really come up with it. Right. Jeans. Beautiful, crisp jeans. And a hoodie. Do you want to see the hoodie? It's green. It's going to go perfect with his complexion. You know, he's a handsome kid. Look at him. He's going to rock this. It's going to be a great photo. Check it out. And then the rest of the design team's like, hmm, I like that. Could have been, you know... I don't know, could have been cutest cat in the cradle or, um, you know, cutest star in, in the universe or in the galaxy or something like that. I don't know. Like, nope. Love it. Love it. Cutest monkey in the jungle. And you know what? It's really funny because he kind of, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. No problem here. Don't see an issue with it. Roll it on. Take the pictures. Would you mind posing like this for me, please? <laughs> okay, a couple more shots and we're all finished. Perfect. Cut. Whatever photographers say, I don't know. Um, that then goes to the uh, creative team or the sign-off team or whatever, whoever, the product team, the, the people that put the descriptions with the images, you know? And they're like, oh, perfect. Look at this. Does it come in any other colors, guys? Just promote the green? Okay, cool. No problem. So it gets passed up. Then it goes to the editorial team that, you know, is responsible for putting uh, new products on the site. And they're like, yep, all signed off. Beautiful. No problem here. Like, I can't imagine that they all thought you know, we all collectively think black people look like monkeys. But fuck whoever's offended. Let's put it up there anyways. I just, I don't know. Are they that malicious? Are they that malicious? You know what? Fuck black people. So, ah, that's what they do look like. Sorry. It's a terrible accent. Terrible accent. But the point is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I, can they be that malicious? Like, can they be, you know what, this, you know what, we put this black kid in today? I just, it doesn't make sense to me. It seems like ignorance. It seems like, it seems like a bit of ignorance, a bit of uh, maybe an unawareness of, or a lack of awareness about, sort of the climate, the, the social climate in America and in the West in general. Because this push for ultra-left progressive thinking is just gross. I mean, people just virtue signal and get conveniently outraged over the littlest thing. It's just like, what are they going to get mad at now? Oh yeah, everything. Everything. It's exhausting. It's like when I, it's like if I hear, uh, it's like if I hear like the Desperate Housewives or something like that, like one of those shows, you know, like, <clears throat> like Housewives of, of, of Atlanta or Manchester or like they seem to have every, like one for literally every single zip code. Um, and they're all exactly the same. It's like five or six chicks that are like, 
I don't know, 40 plus, just rough, jacked up on fuck knows what prescription pills, being that they're over there, um, you know, love mixing that with a glass of wine and then just tearing each other's fucking heads off, like just doing whatever. I mean, each episode is, if it's if it lasts 30 minutes, it's a 27 minute scream fest and just bitch fest. It's just like, I, I just don't know what anybody gets out of any of it. Um, but that's how I feel we're getting socially. Like, it just seems to be going crazy. It's, there seems to be this sort of maniacal sort of obsession with I can be more offended than you can be. And I can be offended over everything. But I can also be offended. And what adds to my offense, I'm offended even more by how little you're offended by what I'm offended by. I feel really offended by that. You can't be offended enough and you can't be progressive enough. And it just blows my mind because I think, you know, you get these, get these actions and then you get these reactions and the cycle kind of continues until you have like a powder keg type of a situation right where people don't interact they they they're so scared to interact or they only digitally interact so you promote more bullying because there's no consequences or i don't know it just seems it just seems crazy to me it's like what happened to just one, being honest. Two, having a fucking spine. And three, minding your own fucking business. Like, I know I'm here doing a podcast, right? So I'm broadcasting. And therefore, I'm interested in giving everybody my opinion, I guess. And... In return, I also do want to hear everyone else's opinion. But that is with the... That's with the... That's with the intention of having a dialogue that... That helps us get closer to what I think is a commonality and an endpoint for almost all of us and that's just to be comfortable to be happy and to feel safe and if you can accomplish those things then then you're doing okay because the chaos that we see around us and the craziness that we see every day and maybe it's just the media and their spotlight that they shine on it, but just even interact with people. I f there's, a, there's a different sort of tension with people. It's weird. It's really weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm stoned. Who knows? But I just think we need to get away from this. I can be more progressive than you or I can be more offensive than you for the sake of winning favor or a monetary gain. It seems ludicrous to me. And it goes back to the thing I said before. Accountability. Let's be accountable. If we can all be accountable to ourselves and to, you know, the way we act and the way we interact, then I think we're we're taking we're taking a good step forward. We're taking a good step forward. Um I don't know how I got to that. Uh, uh, yeah, we were talking about the kid, weren't we? We were talking about the kid at H&M. We don't see anything wrong with this color and this kid. It's not the color. Everybody in the world understands that there's a, a negative connotation between black people and the word monkey. 
Footballers are still getting bananas thrown at him for fuck's sakes. Come on, somebody catch this before it goes live. Jesus. Who the fuck is in your creative department? You need more diversity, clearly. Hire someone international that can be your content barrier for things like this in the, in the future. I, I don't shop at H&M anyways. My legs are too big and they don't fit in their trousers. What else have we talked about? Oprah. Here's Dr. Oz. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> Imagine Oprah's presidency running like one of her TV shows. <laughs> Everybody at the inauguration. Why are there all these fucking seats here? I don't want to sit down. It's cold. It's raining. You have to sit down. Oprah provided seats for you. I want you guys all to welcome the new president of the United States, Miss Oprah Winfrey. Have a seat. Have a seat, guys. Have a seat. In fact, have a look under your seat. You get, you get some credit card debt. You get some credit card debt. Be brutal, man. I don't know. I don't know if Oprah makes a good president. And I know, like, <laughs> like, well, we got Trump. Or we, you, they, whoever. We all got him. Everybody does business with America. Pretty much, in some way, shape, or form. We all got him. So thanks. You give them to us again, you're going to have a real fucking problem on your hands. I'm telling you. We've all got him. God, he's such a fucking knob. But, just because he's so bad does not mean in any way, shape, or form that that defaults Oprah into a good president. Right? We have to stop that. We have to stop that. The person in that role needs to be qualified to be in that role. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she'll be an amazing president. I have my doubts. But I want this asshole out of there as soon as. Just like I want ours out of there as soon as. I mean, this woman walks like how I would envision a cartoon cricket would walk. Or like if you gave a shrimp legs and made him like a bipedal and he walked with that hunchback over that's I always envision her as like a cartoon character because because I want to because it's easier that way thinking someone like that is a real person with real thoughts and supposed to be really intelligent can really send you for a mind fuck <laughs> she's uh yeah, she, ugh, she's just awful. Um, Boris Johnson's not happy with Virgin that they stopped selling the Daily Mail either. He, well, Boris, you can fuck off because it's a private company and they can do what they like. Right? There's no state intervention on where the free press can be distributed, is there? Or certainly the state can't tell a private company what press they can and can't distribute, right? Something seems wrong about that if that is the case. And if it's not the case, 
you should probably shut the fuck up because you sound like an asshole and you sound like you've got a vested interest in it and it's a fucking smut paper that makes shit up. It's the e-news of national newspapers. It has like 267 million unique users a month and makes fucking millions in ad revenue. Because it feeds people garbage. It's junk food. It's the McDonald's of newspapers. I feel like... Sammy, go back to sleep, buddy. Go back to sleep, buddy. Okina, don't you start. My dogs, I've just woken up from a nap because they heard me typing on the keyboard to my work computer, and that has spooked them. So now they're up. Fantastic. The Daily Mail is the fucking McDonald's of newspapers. It's the McDonald's of media. I feel like you get brain cancer if you fucking read that garbage too much. Just like you, should, you probably get cancer in the eyes if you watch that e-entertainment news too much. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's diabetes. It's cancer of the intellect is what it is. So fuck the Daily Mail, fuck Boris Johnson, and Virgin, do what you like, because you can. God, where is this country going? Got to bring it back, people. We got to we got to we got to convince Elon Musk to help us run help run this shit. I mean, he's already doing it, but he's doing it, you know, in a non-policy way. You know, he's basically like, I'm sending my car to Mars, and as soon as this thing gets a little too much, or, in, you know, when I figure out the elixir of life, I am fucking out of here. I'm going to go colonize Mars, take a couple bitches with me, and we're going to go start our own shit up there, and you guys can fuck off. And I'm going to send my car up next month, just so just to make sure it's there, so that I can drive around like a fucking pimp, because I'm going to own Mars. So fuck Earth. The Boring Company? Oh, what do you think that's for? LA? Nope. That's so I can dig under the atmosphere of Mars. I want to get into the Earth. I want to get into the I want to get into the soil. Let me get through the crust of Mars. And I'll go down there. And I'll bore down there. Because if I can send my car there, I can do the math. And I can send one of these big fucking diggers up there. And then me, my car, my bitches, and my tunnel digger are going to own Mars. Who wants to come with? Who wants to come with? No, you're not invited. Because you're orange and you're fat. No, Trump, you can't come. No, H&M, you're not welcome. Oprah, you can come, but you have to leave Stedman. Because I want to hit that. Elon Musk, man. That's the guy changing the world. Energy independence, right? That was what Nikola Tesla wanted before he fell in love with a pigeon. We have the biggest battery in our universe. And we're not required to use it as a society. Use the sun? Nah. Let's go fish up some dinosaurs. Let's get that oil. Give me that Texas tea. <coughs> Did you see what Michael Moore's doing? Huh. Apparently Michael Moore has bought himself a fracking machine. And I'm not sure, maybe I'll launch this by then, but if it doesn't, and if it has already happened, there'll guaranteed be an update on a future episode. Um, 
that's a bit of time travel there, isn't it? That's a little bit of time travel there. Because you might be listening to it in February. <coughs> um, in which case, we've already updated you. And if these are in succession, you'll get to it. Um, he bought a fracking machine. Why? Because he wants to go and frack natural gas in front of Mar Largo. What's Mar Largo? Mar Logos, Donald Trump's resort. Michael Moore wants to go and frack. Wants to go and frack in front of Donald Trump's golf course. He's like, I'm coming for you, Donnie. Roger and me, I fucked them. Bowling for Colin Blind. Did you know? Do you know who I am? Uh, yeah. Aren't we cousins? Only you don't have a good ass. Uh, aren't we cousins? Except your side of the family didn't get the good hair. He's going to frack in front of the president's golf course. Think about that sentence. A private citizen, a filmmaker, a documentarian filmmaker, although he's a liar and a lot of his shit can be disproved, we'll go into it now, um, the healthcare one in particular, um, anyways, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. How weird is that sentence? This is a reflection of the world we live in. A documentarian filmmaker has purchased a industrial sized fracking machine and will extract natural gas from the ground in front of the president of the United States golf course. America. I don't think you're allowed to drill there. Get him, boys. I mean, good lord. California's on fire, or at least it was. Now they got mudslides. I mean, I don't know how many people are dead from that. Bless them. Poor families, man. It's like 17 people or something like that. I think I checked on the news. But it's just a fucking shite state of affairs. Paradise comes with a cost, I guess. Um, I'm in the same position, but in a completely different way. Because <coughs> as these ice caps start melting and continue to melt, the waters will rise. And I live very, very close to the Thames River. So my house will be flooded out. So I'll be displaced. For sure. I would say... I would say... If they rose... Two inches. We'd probably be in trouble. In my neighborhood. In London. So there's a positive thought for you. It's Thursday today, almost the weekend. I can't wait. I do some personal training on the side, guys, to keep people healthy. And I do that on Saturday mornings as well. <clears throat> and we do some high-intensity interval shit. I used to be really fat a couple years ago um, during my late 20s, mid to late 20s. I drank way too much alcohol, partied way, way too much, and drank and ate and drank and ate and partied and stayed up late and just abused myself and it was a few years so anyways I woke up one day and I was like yeah time to make a change and what's it been three years three years on I look like a completely different person and so what I want to do is take that and help other people you know, if you've gone through the journey and struggle yourself, you can translate that into real world experience and help people experience tangible benefits off of the back of that. And I really wanted to do that. Um, so I do some of that part time. Uh, I actually run a company called uh, DBH Fitness. We're not really 
uh, you know, kind of fully operational. We do some freelance stuff uh, sporadically, but I teach a class on Saturday mornings and that's great. I really get to help people. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Uh, we've got some renovations, like I said, at the top happening around the house. Um, so yeah, lots to do, uh, but it's a good busy and I keep checking my work email because I've got my other laptop in the side. Fucking multitasking guys. Don't worry about it. Keeping it fresh, doing the damn thing, earning money and then trying to make some more money, right? It's about getting that cash. It's about retiring on an island. I just want to be by the beach. I want to get to Portugal or somewhere like that with my dogs and my wife. I want to grow a bunch of weed. I want to eat fresh fruit, fresh fish. I want to soak up the rays in my sun lounger with my balls hanging out until my skin looks like Ray Winstone's in Sexy Beast. And that would be absolutely perfect for me. Couple friends around, some good wine, beautiful. That's the goal, you guys. That's the goal. But we gotta make that money that we're currently making and we gotta make more money. So this is a vehicle not only to start a dialogue with you guys and to start a dialogue with people all over the country, all over the world, but let's make a little cheddar as well. Let's get a little paper happening as well, right? Cause we could just go right here, we read ads. Or we could not be assholes about it and we could do it all up front. Or we could do it at the front and the back. Or maybe we could slick it, stick them in more like a content for marketing type of solution. And I've been really considering that because I think that's a much more viable way of doing advertising on a platform like podcasting, right? So if I was just talking to you guys about Let me think. I'm going to talk to you guys in a minute about the upcoming UFC events. So we've got a fight night this weekend, uh, which is Jeremy Stevens against uh, Duho Choi. And then the following weekend, we've got uh, UFC 220. Is it 220? I think it's 220. Um, Ganu and Miocic for the heavyweight belt. Right? So let's say we're on that segment already, but we'll get to that in a minute. I could roll out some advertising that was like telling you guys about an event, like an MMA event in London, for instance, or like a Bellator event that was happening in Europe that maybe I'm going to, quote unquote, or maybe I'm going to the one in Bellator, uh, the one in London, just say. And I talk about the event and I talk about, you know, I feature the event. I feature the product. I feature the, uh, the location. I feature, uh, the computer. I feature the watch. I feature the phone, whatever it may be, but I talk it into the show in a much more, um, in a much more seamless manner. Because the podcasts that are out there at the moment, and I think, you know, we're in the early days of this. Granted, it's been around for about, what, 10, 12 years, maybe? Um, something like that. Yeah, maybe 15 years at the very most. Uh, the monetization that I have seen thus far, and I know there are networks out there, and I, I haven't really explored them too, too much yet because it's the whole kind of, you know, carrot before the cart thing. Um, is that right? Carrot before the cart? Carrot before the horse. Um, it's so basic. I mean, so basic. It's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like radio. Um, it's, 
Yeah, it's kind of like radio, but it's kind of like video as well, right? Because you got pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll options, right? It's kind of like YouTube a little bit. You know, you get your little snippet up front, then the intro music starts. You get to you get to take some of your content in, and then maybe halfway through, a little cut, a little read, a little advert, and then at the end, maybe you get a thank you. We're brought to you by segment and I just think it's a bit rugged it's a bit rigid I think it can be done much more intelligently so if you guys are um, if there's anybody out there that's interested in supporting us wants to use our platform to promote their business their service their um, their whatever whatever doesn't matter it does matter what am i saying of course it fucking matters like i'm not gonna have shit products on here right and i'm not gonna do it like i'm not gonna promote your shit just to promote it it like if it's a fucking like <sighs> there's like advertising guidelines right I'm going to adhere to them, basically. But also, I'm not going to carry McDonald's. Right? Like, I'm not going to carry anything. Like, if you got to be ethical, you got to be operationally sound. Um, but also, I'm not going to take McDonald's. You see what I'm saying? Like you could be a corner mom and pop shop that makes sandals um, at a cork board. I'll give you a shot. McDonald's, go fuck yourself. You're making necklaces in the market and you want a little promotion on the show. Hit me up. Coca-Cola, suck a dick. Because I don't promote poison. But there will be advertising opportunities on here. There will be like uh, promotional um, opportunities on here. And we're, you know... The only thing that I'll say up front is that I don't want to do reads necessarily... I might do outro reads and maybe some intro reads that are kind of skippable. Because let's be honest, anybody that does a fucking podcast, yeah, and does the pre-roll adverts, little two, three, four, five, six, ten minutes, whatever, of adverts up front, if you've got a regular listener... They're probably getting skipped. They're probably getting skipped. So, I just think we could be more creative with it. And if anybody's out there that wants to get involved with something like that, then hit us up. Love to talk to you. Um, contact details and everything will be uh, readily available on Twitter at the Quiet Part Loud podcast or quiet part loud podcast again we're getting all of this up and running guys and i say we we is me right we is me and you um i'm just running this thing because i love it and i got a fucking microphone and i got my phone here and i could just jam about whatever i want right talk about the UFC which is what we're going to do right now because I fucking love it and I love fighting and I don't love fighting like the physical altercation of fighting but I want I love watching skilled athletes and pugilists practice their vocation uh and do their vocation for real so we've got a couple of events coming up this weekend and I'm just going to go into it and pull up the fight card because I don't think the first one's very impressive. 
I mean, the main event's going to be a banger because it's uh, Jeremy Stevens and Du Ho Choi. And if Du Ho Choi fights like he did when he fought Cub Swanson, <coughs> it could be a really, really bad night for both guys because that stand and bang... And they're both skilled fighters, don't get me wrong. They're incredibly skilled fighters, especially Jeremy Stevens. Um, it's going to be a banger. I mean, Jeremy Stevens, right? Like, fuck. Just one of the... Just one of the most substantial guys. At 145, I mean, he's a fucking banger. But so is Duho Choi, and Duho Choi is um, is younger, I think. Uh, I don't know how old he is, uh, but he looks like a baby. South Korean. He's a fucking beast. Uh, I, was it his debut? I think he might have his debut last time. Uh, anyways, he had a fight with Cubs once, and, and he he threw down with him. He threw down with him. Couldn't hang. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's a savage. He, he is an absolute savage. Um, I mean, his... Yeah, he lost to Cub Swanson. And then his fight before that was on the Ultimate Fighter finale. He's been... He's been in the UFC now for one, two, three, four fights. This is his fifth fight in the UFC. Three and one. Uh, got performance of the night against Tiago uh, Tavares. And performance of the night versus Sam Cecilia. So he can bang. This motherfucker can bang. Um, but Jeremy Stevens is a top level banger. And he's a skilled athlete. And he's got cardio forever. Um, and he's just, yeah, it's Jeremy Stevens, man. Um, co-main on that. And then I think I'll talk about uh, maybe we can go three deep. Darren Elkins is fighting on the undercard, fighting Michael Johnson. That's going to be a fight. I mean, you got to kill Darren Elkins. Um, if you want Darren Elkins to stop. I mean, was his last fight? He pulled out. He was getting his shit kicked out of him the whole entire fight. Came back. Got the finish. Beautiful. Just beautiful work. Anyways, he's fighting Michael Johnson, and you it's funny, right? Because you're going to have to kill Darren Elkins to stop him. And Michael Johnson almost got killed by Khabib, because Khabib was holding down his wrist, laying on top of him, asking him to give up, because he didn't want to keep smashing him in the fucking face. Uh, but that's Khabib Nurmagomedov. And he's a savage, and that's why he's 24-0. And that's why nobody wants to fight him. Because if they did, Tony Ferguson would have come out already and said, I'll fucking fight him. Let's go right now. But he hasn't. Connor, he's answered him. Uh, but he knows what's waiting inside that cage for him. The good thing about Connor is he's got that fucking left hand and Khabib can be hit. And if he catches him, woo -hoo -hoo, that would be magic. Imagine he did that in Russia. Holy shit. That would be amazing. But anyways, Michael Johnson almost got killed by Khabib. Um, not literally, but... Yeah, maybe literally. He was holding him down. If you haven't seen that fight, he was just holding them down, had a hold of his wrist, and was beating the shit out of him. It was insane. Um, who else is on this card? We'll go quickly through it. Um, Paige Van Zandt, Jessica Rose Clark. Yay. Uh, Kamaru Usman and Emil Meek. That's good. 170 welterweight. Nigerian versus a Viking. Um, both very, very talented. Um, that would be an interesting fight. And the co-main event on this card, I know we've gone up and down and all around, um, but the co-main event is um, the King of the Steroids, Vitor Belfort, um, versus Uriah Hall. Uh, which Uriah Hall is going to show up? The confident, athletic, explosive, savage? Or the bit tentative, look like it just woke up from a nap, um, would rather have a cup of hot chocolate and go back to sleep? You know, it, it does, I don't know. And is Vitor kind of at the end of it now? And he's just going to be jacked up? Probably not. But uh, 
I mean, Vitor's fucking, you know, Vitor's a legend, man. He's a legend, but he's a legend that, you know, was on steroids his whole entire career, and I don't like that shit. Not in combat sports, so fuck Vitor Belfort. Um, but at the same time, kind of fuck Uriah Hall, too, because he's like, he's so inconsistent. Um, but he's a hell of an athlete. I just wish he could use it. It's like one of those guys that never realizes their potential in the NBA or something like that. Um, but either way, should be a decent fight. I expect it. The whole the 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 fights that we've talked about, I expect to go like this. Um, Duho Choi uh, TKO <coughs> of Jeremy Stevens. Uriah Hall TKO of um, Vitor Belfort. Uh, Paige Van Zant by. Uh, decision and Emil Meek. No, I want Kamara Usman. I don't know on that one. Um, I'm gonna go Emil Meek, and then the rest of the card is just a bunch of bangers here and there, but. Record that shit. It's on BT Sport. Um, it's one of them. You'll see it. Uh, when is that? That is Monday, January 15th. Uh, that's also my best friend's birthday. Shout out to B in Canada. Um, yeah. And then we got 2.20. But I had to piss like a racehorse. So I'm going to wrap this episode up. And I also have to get back to work. Um, we've done over an hour. We're at 106 right now. Um, an hour and six minutes. And I'm going to sign off. Uh, we got 220 coming up the following weekend, and that is Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic. And it is Daniel Cormier versus uh, Ozdemir. Uh, Ruslan. Ruslan? I think it's Ruslan. Uh, Ozdemir. Uh, so two huge fights. Um, that we'll be covering and I'm going to go through that actually in better detail um, on the next episode but right now I'm going to sign off and if I don't I'm going to piss my pants so I love you guys thanks for listening Uh, if you enjoy the podcast um, subscribe give us a like give us a review on iTunes we'd appreciate it Um, and until next time take care of yourself have a great day